We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. What's up, Broncos country? It's Saturday night. We're letting it breathe. We're getting loose. We're keeping it fun. We're keeping it active. We're talking about Cinco de Mayo. Let us know your Cinco de Mayo, how it went, what'd you eat, what'd you drink. Shout out to my wife. She made some bomb, bomb pork enchiladas. Green sauce, of course, because I love green chilies. Tom, you're going to have to bring me some green chilies yep. from New Mexico when you get up get back up here into the 5280. Um, <laughs> but man, yeah, shout out, Gina, because those those uh, enchiladas, they were fire. You know what else is fire? Saturday night, MHI. We are back. So happy to be here. The draft is officially over. We're a week removed. And Thomas, it's time for a fun show where we're going to be talking about Pat Sertan. Because Pat Sertan, believe it or not, spoke to the media yesterday. Yep. The mother of all media. He was on good morning football on nfl network and uh had some very revealing things to say before we go too fast how's it going bud it's going great yeah it's interesting it was interesting to see him on you know like it's kind of a it was a moratorium so to speak on getting out there and being <laughs> on social media and doing interviews and stuff yeah but, i mean he's your star player you got to have a little FaceTime, uh you know for the uh for the fans so i mean you can't you can't make him not talk at all i mean can't i guess you make could. him <laughs> yeah, you can't silence your guys completely, right? Because you can't right. just be some McDaniels dictator that they don't respect and you don't let have any fun. You got to right. allow these guys to be themselves. Speaking of being themselves, Dylan Von Arks, always himself, one of our very own Broncos country. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in, share on all platforms, and subscribe if you haven't already. And before we get too much further, before we give shout outs to all of our regulars in the crowd, we got to get to some super chats. These folks were hungry. They were waiting for us to talk Broncos football, yep. Pat Sertan. So let's get it going. David, our guy, Big D coming in with a $5 super. Love that Buckham shirt. Good evening, Broncos country. Luke, Thomas, Dylan, and Scott. So ready for Denver Broncos football. Hashtag Buckham. Yeah. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. David, we appreciate your brother. 
Thank you so much. Let us know how you think the Broncos did in the draft in the chat. We'll give you another shout out, man. Really, really appreciate the support. Uh, Thanks, I get the David. overwhelming sense from people, Tom, that they're relatively happy with where their team is at right now. I think there were some surprises in the NFL draft last week. They're like there always are. Um, but Broncos country seems somewhat content. Yeah, I mean, you, you you're not going you're not going in with a first round pick or even a second round pick, although they traded up. But you know, for the most part. I think they got some pretty good deals in the draft, really. I mean, I think some people slid and they picked them up. So I think Broncos country are fairly happy. It's all, But, you know, most of the time people are happy after their team makes a draft. They're expecting everybody to be, you know, Hall of Famers. And, uh, you know, some of them don't pan out. But most, you know, all in all, I, you know, I, I, I kind of put out an analytics piece, uh, a mile high huddle, if you want to go read it, talking about the positions that were taken and, you know, how, how they pan out. And, for the most part, I like the draft, you know, and I think the fans are already yet. You can't, you can't get every position filled up with elite players, especially in one right. draft. There's going to be some holes, some roster holes to fill or, you know, you live with, but for the most part, I, I think everybody was fairly happy with it. Mm. Talking about being fairly happy, talking about being excited. Kirsten Bailey drummer coming in with a four ninety nine super enthusiastic, super chat saying, I, for one, am excited about this season. I'm confident Coach Sean Payton can right this ship. Russell Wilson looked much better once Nathaniel Hackett was released. Kirsten, thank you so much for rocking with Thomas and I on Saturday night. I know, new look, right? You guys are used to the orange and blue view. Don't <laughs> worry. Uh, we're just shaking things up during this period, right? With guys and gals trying to get on vacation, get some family time in. We're going to shake things up and accommodate things as best we can. Kirsten, thank you so much. And Kirsten's saying, look, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Sean Payton is is definitely here and he's working. I mean, yeah. the, Sean Payton, this draft has Sean Payton's fingerprints all over it. Yep. And you put out a piece talking about those analytics and what the analytics talk about and what they suggest with where players are picked, what the trade values look like. That's all at milehighhuddle.com. Thomas, great minds think alike. I don't know if you know you and Todd McShay are very much alike uh, because Todd McShay tapped Broncos cornerback Riley Moss as the most pick value for the huh. Denver Broncos. That's right. The most valuable pick of this entire draft for the Denver Broncos yeah. was Iowa corner slash safety Riley Moss. I wrote up a piece about that at milehighhuddle.com. And I think to share Kirsten's excitement here, when you got Todd McShay out there saying, man, Broncos got themselves a good one. When you've yeah. got, Thomas Hall out there writing up strictly analytical pieces, right? Saying, look, this is what your draft picks look like. Decent, not a bad haul. That gives Broncos country so much reason to be excited. And then we double down even more yesterday yeah. when Pastor Tan comes on board, baby. Yeah. And Pastor Tan saying, yes, we, we coming. We here talking like Deion Sanders, like Coach Prime, right? We coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Broncos country is excited, brother. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, that's the thing, too. Like like Kirsten said, and thank you for the support, Kirsten. We really appreciate it. The, uh, you know, if there's changes are being made, you can see it. You can, you can, you know, as a fan, you can see the changes that are happening. You can see the work is being put in. They're not out there fooling around doing things, you know. So I, I enjoy it. And I, I do, I mean, I actually disagree a little bit uh, with the analytics, disagree with Todd Mache a little bit, only because cornerbacks tend to be reached for in the draft a lot and they often don't pan out. I'm not saying the player itself. I, I, I never want to be like, well, the player I don't right. like. It's, you know, based on all the drafts are like cornerbacks get reached for a lot and they don't pan out. And unfortunately, so uh, we'll, we'll see. I Who's, hope, I hope that he, he, you know, 
pans out and is a, a great player. I think he's going to be a good special teams player right away. So, mm. and who good. says he's strictly a corner? This cat can play safety. He's a track star. His versatility is huge. I mean, yeah. I, I like to think of Will Parks and being that Swiss Army knife. That could be a, a Riley Moss type future, and it gives me goosebumps sure. just talking about it. You know what else gives yeah. me goosebumps? All of our friends and family in the MHH community showing love to MHI tonight. Michaela Israel, man, $5, huge, generous super chat saying, what's up, guys? I've been looking forward to this pod all day. It's so dumb that the media still talks about <laughs> Russell Wilson doing high knees. And, Tom, I say it every podcast, and I'm not going to stop. Broncos country is the most knowledgeable fan base in the NFL, so it's no wonder that Michaela Israel is taking exception to Kyle Brandt asking Pat Sertan about Russ Wilson doing high knees, showing a clip on Good Morning Football of when Kareem Jackson was on talking about the high knees. Who cares about high knees at this point? Last I checked, it's May 6th, baby. It's Sean Payton is the head coach. We're not talking about high knees. In fact, we're not talking at all. That is what's going on with your Denver Broncos. Real bad boys move in silence. What do you make of the, the whole Russ doing high knees on May 6th? And the reason I ask, we got a piece up, like yeah. Michaela Israel knows, and I'm sure she read over at milehighhuddle.com by our very own Keith Cummings. And it's suggesting that Pat Sertan handled the Russ question um, very well. And there was also a quarterback rankings in there where Pat had to agree or disagree yep. with who Kyle <laughs> Brat was was ranking where. How do you think Pat Sertan did when it came to defending his teammate or trying to at least get in front of the high knees question? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Sure. Well, I mean, the media is still milking it for all it's worth. You you know, there's still... It's all they, we have. Until, until Russell Wilson... <laughs> changes the narrative by playing much better. They're going to continue to milk that thing for all it's worth. I know we're May 6th, but they're still living in the past and all the, everything will change as soon as the season starts and he, you know, plays better and they start winning. But yeah, Pat, uh, Pastor 10 was, you know, his responses were good. You know, he, he wasn't baited into, uh, which they, you know, they would have loved for him to say something so they could have, you know, twisted it around and ma- made some comment, but yeah, he just kind of, you know, went with the flow and uh, he did drop. I mean, we're going to talk about here. He dropped some really informative, insightful information on that uh, on that show. But, yeah, when it came to talking about his teammates in, in any way, especially Russell Wilson, that could be construed as uh, negative or positive, however they want to spin it. He was he was pretty even keel. Yeah, you know, if they wanted to milk a controversy and, you know, if they wanted to try to get something and low-hanging fruit, the Denver Broncos, all of the 2022 season, really, um, they should have asked Sean Payton, you know, about the bong hit. They should have asked the Pastor Tan, hey, man, you ever take a bong rip with Coach? You know, you want to get <laughs> controversial. Let's get controversial yeah. then, Kyle Brandt, because I'm not having it. Pastor Tan is uh, he's cerebral. He's intelligent. He's one of the smartest football players I've ever seen, even at his age. Um he handled it well. He handled himself well, yeah. but we are going to get to some very revealing Pastor Tan quotes about Sean Payton, about the culture, and about his new Broncos teammates that have yet to step foot on a football field. That's right. All five yeah. of those draft picks and then all 100 million of the undrafted free agents that the Broncos tend to pick up as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's an exciting time right now. And speaking of excitement, Kenny wants to weigh in with some of his love and some of his excitement. Thank you so much, Kenny Abeta, for the generous $5 suit. Super. Kenny sounding off. The season is coming. Can't wait. Let's go Broncos. I love the draft hall and can't wait for the news you guys have for us. Kenny sounding off, man, giving me some good energy. I like the draft. Uh, Kenny loves it. I'm feeling even better about it. We're talking Pastor Tan's comments on his new teammates, on Russ Wilson, on Sean Payton, all to come here on MHI with Thomas Hall and yours truly. Yeah, thank you, Kenny. Appreciate it. Appreciate the support. Everyone, thank you for supporting us. Uh, I mean, we do it because we love it, but it def- definitely helps that you uh, give us some support so we can continue to do it. So thanks a lot. Yeah, and the chat is just hot tonight, man. Yeah. It is hot. The support <laughs> is real. Broncos country is real. And away we go. And one of the realest human beings I've ever met in my life. GLP Gary Leeds Palmer coming in saying what's up guys just giving a little $10 love go Broncos Gary we appreciate you so much man thank you for being there since day one let us know how you feel about the draft day hall as well um Pastor Tan shows up on good morning football yesterday morning kind of surprises me and everybody else considering the Broncos on our very strict no media policy this one was obviously approved right when the NFL Network's calling saying hey we want to see the face of the franchise in, in studio. You know, could you send him out? That's something the Broncos are happy to do. And it's not that Sean Payton is just some old man. He's not Vic Fangio, okay? It's not right. like he doesn't want the media there. It's not that he doesn't know how to use the media. It's all about timing. And Sean Payton's saying, right now, we need to get those football calloused in the in the weight room. We need to 
get stronger. We need to get faster. And Pastor Tan was specifically asked, um, you know, tell us about Sean Payton. What's it like? And he said, quote, it's pretty dope. You can tell the culture around the building and organization has changed a little bit. He's locked in and familiar with what it takes to win. When you bring in a guy like that, he expects greatness and has high expectation. So far, it's been proven. We're working out like a championship team. We're working out hard day in and day out. Collectively, you can see the progress. And that gives me goosebumps right there. One line. We're working out like a championship football team. I mean, if that doesn't get your heart racing, you know, check your pulse, Broncos country, because this franchise has been the laughing stock of the league for five years now, and I'm done with it. Sean Payton's yeah. done with it, and that's why no cameras are allowed over there right now. <laughs> the transformation is real. It feels like it's going back to the days of Pat Bull and Mike Shanahan, where it was, we are winning the Super Bowl, and that's our main goal. You, you know, he didn't always win it, but that was the goal, and that's what it kind of feels like, right? He's... He's setting a different, uh, you know, a different culture. He's, you know, different goals, different way of going about things. And, you know, different is in this case is good. You know, he's making the, ch the right changes. So it's a refreshing. It really is. Because if, if Fangio or Joseph were going to come out as a head coach and be like, yep, we're uh, we, we got a championship culture. You wouldn't have believed it. Right. You just you wouldn't have or hack it. You know, it, it wasn't believable. But John Payton's been there. He's won a championship. He knows what it takes. He's had many winning seasons. He was on the cusps of getting back to the Super Bowl many times. So he uh, he knows what, what he's doing so that it doesn't ring hollow when he makes a comment, when someone's making a comment about a championship culture or you know championship team. Nothing rings hollow with Sean Payton. Just like uh, none of your words are ever following on hollow or deaf ears, Broncos country. Phil McLaughlin coming in with some love and some support saying, good evening, Luke, Thomas, and Deacon Scott. Loved listening to Pastor Tan, and I will be really happy if two of these draft picks become pro bowlers. Hashtag go Broncos, hashtag MHH for life. Buck them. Uh, yeah, you mentioned culture, right? Pastor Tan's talking about that culture changing. We're working out like a championship team. We understand coaches' expectations. Kyle Brand asked him directly, all right, can you give me an example of, of culture change? And that was something that not a lot of good reporters, journalists, hosts do. Follow-up questions. Why? Because they're uncomfortable and they're sometimes a pain in the ass for the player or the coach to answer. Right. Um, if you can do it, get that question out. So Kyle Brand asking Pastor Tan, give me an example of Sean Payton and some of this culture change. And PS2 said, quote, we had our team meeting. And as soon as we started, he was so locked in and dialed in talking about what he sees with this team going forward. There's no social media, no media involved as of now. So we're just locked in and laser focused. And again, Pastor Tan, very revealing, saying, talking about them working out like a championship team, explaining and regurgitating Sean Payton's very own words. Um, about no media, no policy, no distractions right now. I thought this was wonderful. I think the Broncos are being completely overlooked right now because nothing is being said about them, right? You don't have to worry about a quarterback drama. Russ is here, right? You don't have to worry about a contract issue. Most of the players have those things already worked out already, at least the ones that are going to be on the 2023 team. Free agency's right. over. The draft is over. 
don't get arrested, <laughs> right? <laughs> talk about talk yes. about bad headlines. That would be a horrible yep. headline, and I would not be surprised if Sean Payton cut somebody if that yep. happened. Right now, yep. the Broncos are flying under the radar, and I absolutely love it because it makes them dangerous. When you don't know what an opponent's doing, that is what truly inspires fear. That's when the brain starts getting creative with the not knowing process and trying to conjure up what to expect. And that's when teams get their asses beat, just like the Broncos have the last five years. Yep. I mean, Kansas City, say what you want about them. They showboat. They also know when it's time to work. And right. uh, the Broncos haven't had much work the last few years, Tom. So I'm really pumped, man, just like Phil, to see this new culture change that Pastor Tan's talking about on NFL Network. Yeah, and that's that's where it all starts, right? Uh, the the culture has been one of losing, and and there's no doubt about it. It's, you know, several seasons in a row of losing culture, you know, losing seasons. So you know, you've got it. You've got to start there first, and you have to set the expectation. And the expectation is, we're going to win Super Bowls, and this is how Ooh, we get there, right? That's championship well, that's what it bust, should be. baby. <laughs> that's what it should be. I mean, if you're a professional football team, you should believe that every year that you can go do that. Now you may you may not, and you may you know you may have a team that's not ready to do that, but it still should be the goal, and that expectation is set by changing the culture from the beginning. Dean Lewis, my guy, let's ride in Sean Payton's voice. Uh, I prefer we prefer Buckham over here at MHH, right? That was pretty much uh, Sean Payton's led mantra as soon as he touched down in the Mile High City. Thank you so much for rocking with us, Dean. We really appreciate it. He is Thomas Hall. Get at him at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Thank you guys for joining MHI. We're about 17 minutes in and we're talking Pat Sertan, NFL draft. New teammates, Sean Payton, expectations, uh, any draft leftovers that you guys want to get to, we're here for it on Saturday night. Uh, Pastor Tan was also asked about some of his new teammates and uh, gave a very revealing answer on Good Morning Football yesterday saying, quote, Drew Sanders actually played with me at Alabama his freshman year, so I'm pretty familiar with him. He can play. Riley, I haven't talked to you yet, but I've seen his film and he can play. Skinner, the safety. I've watched his film, too. Uh, Pat Sertan speaking like a true defenseman, only talking about the defenders that were drafted in this last draft class. Because, you know, Tom, I mean, that's what these guys care about. Don't get me sure. wrong. They're all yep. teammates. They all want everybody to do well. But on his side of the ball, he's looking at it like, how can some of these guys help me? Drew Sanders? Oh, yeah. I played with him at Bama. He's a dog. Riley Moss? I haven't talked to him yet. I've watched his game film, though. He's a dog. JL Skinner? He's a dog. I mean, that got me so excited. And I'll be honest, I felt so stupid because I never even put it together that Drew Sanders' freshman year, he was there with Pastor Tan yeah. before yep. transferring to Arkansas. I mean, that's pretty cool right there, Tom. Yeah. I think it's cool that he's already watching film on the guys, right? Like he's already, mm. he didn't have to do that. It's, you know, he already went in and probably did it on the his great own. Great ones do. That's right. Let's see. Let's see what these guys are about. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already uh, looking at some of the film and saying, you know, this is how I can correct the, you know, these players, make them a little better. because He's a leader and he wants to win and, you know, he's the best in the business. So why not? Yeah, I wanted to get to our guy DVA here real quick because there's a big debate with Broncos country right now, and I love it. And I just want to 
I want to stir the pot, Dylan, so let me. Uh, I want to pin Broncos country against each other because that's what happens here on May 6th. Uh, people are trying to figure out Riley Moss. He's a corner. No, he's a safety. No, he's just special teams this year. Man, we have no clue what this guy is, but isn't it awesome to be able to have that argument? Isn't it awesome to look at a player with so much damn versatility and athleticism that's just spurting through his veins? We can't wait to try to put a position on this guy. I mean, not often has that happened with this Broncos team, especially the last five years. Um, super, super pumped to have Riley Moss on the team. I think Sanders is going to be very, very good player. Uh, Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. Chad has an article up right now, mahahuddle.com, talking about new player numbers that are also up there. I think, did they say Drew Sanders was going to wear 42? Or was that Nick Benito's number? He's going to wear like a 43, maybe? Um, I, I, I didn't see that today. I was I was super busy, so I haven't seen the. I only saw the vet numbers, not the rookie numbers. But okay. uh, I'll tell you what. I don't care. You know what the argument is about cornerback or safety and Drew Sanders as well. Versatility keeps you in the NFL. So if he can play safety and corner, you know that will help him make the team and stick around in the NFL. So even if they say he's going to be a cornerback, it's always great to have that versatility. And Sanders has it as well. Yeah, Sanders does have it. You're talking about a guy that can put on some heat on the edge, man. And edge has been a position of need. We talked about it before this draft, during the draft, on your show last Saturday night after yeah. the draft. I mean, that's right. These are these are things, man, that are so important. And it's it's so blatantly obvious that football players are wanted in the Mile High City, not athletes. Athletes in the NFL do not work. You need football players. Um, if you need a point. Or, or, or a case sample, case study. Look at, look at the wide receiver pick, right? We're talking about how excited we are about Marvin Mims. K.J. Hamler, man, what yeah. is there to say? Uh, Kendall Hinton, good story. Man, what is there to say? I mean, the league waits for no one. And Sean yeah. Payton damn sure doesn't wait for anybody. Talk about, I thought I was impatient. And then you start seeing <laughs> Sean Payton. Um, Marvin Mims, that pick still surprised me. I think I'm warming up to it more and more each day, just like the rest of Broncos country. But one element I haven't even thought about until talking with you tonight and with Broncos country, Marvin Mims is going to have to go up against Pat Sertan. If Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply day i mean yeah uh, sink or swim big fella yeah yeah i was surprised by the pick too because i didn't <laughs> feel like it was a you know a major need right they i felt like there was other needs that they could have went after but they, they saw fit to get him but you if you think about it though that they do need that because kj hamler like you said he's not reliable he can't stay healthy right you know you you needed somebody to kind of step in into that role so after you kind of review it and think about it it's like yeah that 
that is a, uh, you know, that it kind of is a pick that you can see the writing on the wall for some of these other players, right? Montreal yeah, Washington's dude. probably, uh, you know, days are numbered because, you know, he's going to, this guy, Mims is going to be the punt returner. They brought in Tremont Smith to be the, um, be the kick returner. Montreal Washington's going to have to have a huge camp in order to stick around. So you can kind of see don't the think- wall. Yeah, and if you don't think Riley Moss can return puns, you're wrong. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I'll just go watch some of his high school film even. I mean, this guy could do it all. There are football players, and there are 10 yeah. other guys that we don't even know, you know, on this team right now that can probably return puns. The, the days of being a novelty story on the Denver Broncos are over, and K.J. Hamler seems like a nice enough guy. I haven't been oh, yeah. around him that much. I haven't talked to him. I'll tell you this. I do think his immaturity has not helped him at all as a Denver Bronco. I can remember what a couple preseasons ago, or was it last preseason? They're up there in Minnesota and he's sitting there with the sunglasses on. We're taking questions. And it wasn't funny. It was kind of dumb. He's throwing his helmet, you know, cursing out Russell Wilson for missing him wide open in that game. I mean, man, what have you done in the league? How many pelts do you have on the wall right. before you think you could start throwing shade at somebody? Because these rookies are coming, man. And Marvin Mims, he's not going to back down from anybody. Yeah. Not in that room. Not on the field. And you've got to have absolute dogs. Speaking of dogs, our dog Kirsten is coming in here saying, how many potential starters did we land in this draft? Well, that's that's interesting because I actually talked about that. I, I went through it to see in, on Legends of Mile High on Friday morning, to, and I talked about the ones that I thought were actually going to be around for the long haul and kind of form the nucleus of the team in a few years, because you have to have that young nucleus in order to compete, right? You've got to have the, the young guys, you got to have those solid, solid uh, younger players still on their, you know, on their rookie contract, maybe getting that second one and then some vets, right? You got to have that. And I think, you know, it's, it's hard to say this, right? I, I don't want to be like, Oh yeah, I think these are starter starters, but the ones that have the best chance, Mims is one because he's going to stick around as a probably on special teams and then get a shot when people start to leave the team, you know, because they were talking about trading some of the wide receivers they are talking, you know, that wasn't going away. So he's, he's going to have a shot and you've got, you got Drew Sanders who's versatile. He's going to be able to be a, a good player in the league most likely because he's really athletic. He's got pretty decent instincts, not Josie Jewell, but you think about it. Jewell's gone pretty soon. He's only, he, he's unrestricted free agent. I mean, they're kind of penciling Drew Sanders in to take over that starting role. So there's two guys right out of the gate that you can say maybe potential starters. And then the, the other one that I think too is uh, the center they took, Alex Forsythe. There's there's no plan at center right now. He is the plan. Both Lloyd Cushenberry and uh, um, Kyle Fuller are going to be gone after the year's over. So they may start this year. But then what's their plan after that? It looks like this is their plan. They're going to bring Alex Forsyth up, develop him, and he may be the starter. You, you never know. Now, what about Luke I, I can talk. <laughs> I can say that over and over again. But those are, the, that, I mean, that's the reality of it. If you look at the roster and how the roster is set up, you know, next year, there, there's vacancies that are going to be there. That Now they may fill them with free agents that, you know, that that can happen. But right now, if you look at it, that's the plan. Like those are the three guys that are kind of ready to slide into those spots. Now they have to do it. They have to go out and actually prove themselves and win that starting role. But that, that's how I look at it. Right. I, I see that those spots are kind of sliding open in the future for them. 
you have to account for injuries in the NFL. The Broncos yep. had damn well better known that this year. Hell, they invested how much money in different strength and conditioning coaches, nutritional programs, uh, off-season workouts. I mean, all these things to try to aid that point. I mean, they were literally hamstrung with injuries. Josie Jewell, great. Nah, not great player. Should say great guy, right? Good player. Happy that he's back. Love me some Bash Brothers with Alex Singleton. But Josie Jewell is not the model of health for the Denver Broncos defense either. Uh, playing linebacker in the league is is no cupcake walk. Um, this, this is a man that constantly has to push his body to the limit to make up for some of that lack of athleticism. And I think that's why you see some of these injuries with him. I think it's going to eventually force Sanders to play very quickly. And uh, look, Josie's a consummate professional he wants to win too so i think that he's going to be a good mentor along with alex singleton for drew sanders yep. it's going to be really really curious to see what we see in training camp because um this linebacking core has been okay when both players are in the game they can be much better with a competent defense and solid depth um that's something i'm really excited vance joseph i'm a little uh, on i'm willing yeah. to give him a second chance it's hard for me to get up about that um but generational depth that's something that you've got to have too. next man up mentality and i'm really really excited to see it we're getting some questions in here i wanted to ask you uh do you know kwan williams contract the cornerback for yep. the broncos he's right now? a unrestricted free agent after the season as well i believe yep so he oh. uh, i think he signed okay. through 2023 and then you know you've got a you know kind of the nickelback uh slot uh coverage guys uh that position is going to be open and, and you know there's another one that you know maybe riley moss is is the guy that's going to mm -hmm. slide in there it's possible he, Man, he K1, seems like he's ready to go i love me some k1 williams man absolutely oh, he too. was he, he was so underrated in my opinion last year i mean and oh, yeah. fighting through injury do you remember he had that big bam bam club yep. out there and he's still breaking up passes still tackling yep. i mean a dog one of the better free agent signings that george payton brought to denver and i don't think that gets enough credit because yep. when the season is just disastrous and the broncos are a walking punchline you're not going to talk about k1 williams uh i want to talk about my guy todd here with a really really good question todd ostendorf what's the over under on nick benito sacks at seven and a half um man i don't know it can't be good though todd right i mean first he has to be healthy and get on the field first he needs to get his pads on I mean, this right. is a an edge room that should be wide open for a guy like Nick Benito to come on and try to burst onto the scene. Again, the Broncos are still trying to find an edge rusher yeah. after Von Miller, after Bradley Chubb. They go out and pay a king's ransom for Randy Gregory, right, who acts like an idiot his first year here in Denver. Um, we're hoping things can be better. I mean, you can't go back and rewrite those contracts or anything like right. that. You got Baron Brownie coming off of injury i mean these are things in the edge that that should be wide open but i don't know tom i'm not optimistic about nick benito at all i didn't like the pick then i hate it now uh it's not to say that he can't be a good player but good lord that was a disaster that we're still feeling the pain of a year later well, I mean, we have to face it though. Everybody kind of knew he was a project. So he had a, he has the potential. He needed to kind of build strength. He needed to get heavier, stronger in the weight. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Room. Which First thing with... George Payton said at, at yeah. the draft conference, yeah. Tom, so... I've been screaming about that <laughs> for a year now. When the GM who has his first pick in the draft comes up and says first thing about Nick Benito, well, he knows he needs to get in the weight room. What yep. the bleep is that? Well, you know, people, you know, the players come into the NFL and they hit that weight room. It's a little bit different than college. So they, they, they build the strength up a little bit better. So hopefully he is taking that training and really building up that strength to set the edge. He has the potential. I mean, you can see it in spurts of a pass rusher that what, you know, I don't, I think he needs to build more pass rushing moves. And I think that that didn't help yeah. that, you know, that Gregory was injured and Browning got injured. So people who could kind of help him with that other than the coaches, of course, but other players could kind of help. They, they were really just nursing injuries for a long time, especially Randy Gregory. That's where you have someone that like Von Miller that could have been on the team teaching these, you know, Benito, some other stuff that he could, you know, other moves, other ways of getting to the quarterback, but it wasn't there that year. So I'm, I'm willing to give Benito a little bit of the benefit of the doubt meaning we kind of knew he had to develop a little. So he needs to put the work in, though. He has to do it. And if he's not putting the work in, we'll see it on the field this right. year. But if he does, you're right. You, you'll you'll see a little bit better Benito. And and I think year three for him might be, if he's doing all the work, might be his, you know, his kind of his breakout year. Yeah, man, it's – I hear you. I need to be – a little more fair to Nick Benito, but still, I mean, you're a second round pick. You're asked to come in here and perform, yep. especially after Javante Williams, you know, had, had such a monster success. And sure. when George Payton traded up for him in the second round, I mean, those are some of the standards that uh, people get compared to. And here's what I'll say that I never thought I would say, right? Nick Benito gets, gets drafted. We're all, oh, Casa Benito. Dude, Casa Benita will be open before Nick Benito gets his first sack. I mean, that's where we're at right now for the season. I mean, that's ridiculous, Tom. I mean, your best pass rushers, one of them can't get on the field. The other's got a nose ring and an attitude problem. And it's just like, who's the adult in the edge yeah. room? I mean, Baron Browning, he's a young guy, right? And I love Baron Browning. Loved him since I scouted him at the Senior Bowl. But that edge position has definitely got some concerns. There was in here, this one's for you, buddy. Uh, Malachi yeah. coming in here, Malachi <laughs> Martin, because I, I had to get this Malachi. Christopher Allen will finish with more sacks. Um, Malachi Thomas was one of the first guys in all training camp to turn me on to Christopher Allen uh, last summer. He's like, man, keep an eye on this cat. It's looking pretty decent. And unfortunately, yeah. the injury, the injury bug got him. Right. But he looked like he was going to have a really, really good preseason. Yeah, I mean, the writing was on the wall, kind of on the wall for him. And with the edge room, there was a ton of edge players that were, you know, vying for spots. He was still recovering from an injury. So I kind of realized he would 
you know, be put onto the uh, the injured reserve list before the season started, just to just to open up another spot, let him recover, let him let him develop, let him become a better player, and then and then kind of let him go out there this year and see what he can do. He he seems to be a, you know a pretty solid player in my mind. They they got him, you know he's going to come as a surprise to most people, right? He's going to come in and surprise people. People aren't going to really understand that he, he was, you know, on the scene, ready to go and, and good, but he's a pretty good pass rusher. I think, I think, you know, in the NFL, he, he might have a role and might stick around and who knows, maybe he will, uh, he will make that second round pick of Benito, uh, you know, not necessary, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think he's got a good shot. Talking about necessary and taking your shots, Russell Wilson, man, it is necessary for you to resurrect your football career. Otherwise, the NFL has a very funny way of getting rid of those quarterbacks. Don't believe me? Just ask Cam Newton, right? He's blaming dreadlocks now, Tom. Antonio <laughs> Brown thinks Cam Newton's starting to lose it. Cam <laughs> Newton is going out there, and not only is he saying, you know, ain't no way 32 MFers are better than me. That was, you know, a few weeks ago. Now he's saying NFL teams aren't going to hire me because of my look, because of my dreadlocks. Last I checked, Tom, I don't know how many guys have dreadlocks on the Broncos, almost all of them, it feels like. You know what I mean? Like We're talking about hair now, Cam Newton. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's – Whatever. I, I think that he's not as a good a quarterback as he thinks in his mind. And and if you know, if he's gonna be a people are gonna yeah, he thinks that it's uh you know the way he dresses and stuff like that. I mean, you know, the old saying is dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So if you're dressing like you want to be a maid or something, you know, you people are gonna people are gonna want you to be a maid, you know. So he's dressing yeah. like he's in a Tyler Perry movie, like Medea yeah. goes to the league. I, I don't know what it is. The reason I bring up Cam Newton, of course, Michaela Israel coming in here. We're talking quarterbacks. I'm making fun of Cam Newton, uh, saying I think Russell Wilson is gonna be awesome this year. I really do. Man, there's there's a lot of folks that that believe this in their bones. The, the Sean Payton effect doesn't just happen with a team. It doesn't just happen with a culture and it doesn't just happen inside the building. It happens with quarterbacks. It resonates throughout the league. We might see one of the best comeback stories in all of the NFL if Russell Wilson and Sean Payton can get this thing together. Now, it sounds easier than it than it is. That's a fact, Jack. But I mean, history could be made with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And I yep. think that is the precipice of Broncos country being so damn excited because they're seeing they may not be seeing it. At least they know it's happening. The work is happening over there. But they're, what they're not seeing is the more important thing. You're not seeing Russell Wilson on Twitter that much anymore. Yeah, he's crashing yep. the occasional golf cart in my neighborhood, uh, but you're not seeing team three. You're not seeing workout videos from Garrett Bowles or any of his other teammates. I mean, I agree. I think Russ and Sean, they could have the potential to do something really special. Yep. yep. I agree. And I think he's, you know, he'd be have a, a good shot at comeback player of the year unless DeMar Hamlin comes and plays one snap, then he's going to win it, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, no kidding. that's just the way it is. It was like Alex Smith. I said, if Alex Smith plays one snap at all after his injury, he's going to win kind of comeback player of the year, just the way it is. But, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Lawrence Rivera is coming in. Uh, sorry, I was trying to get to this Facebook stars, and I was on the wrong chat stream. So Lawrence is coming Larry. in with some stars. So thank you very much saying, what's up, guys? Was Russell Wilson the curse for the abs last night? 
I, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, the abs, dude, the abs. I'm not a hockey guy, Lawrence, and I felt for you guys. I was watching that game. I've been in on the Nuggets lately. Let's keep them away from the Nuggets, though, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, the Nuggets have game four tomorrow night in Phoenix. I hope Russ isn't flying out to that one. Uh, but, you know, when the Nuggets do come home, because obviously there's going to be a game five, how cool would it be to see Coach Sean Payton there, right? Yeah. What if him and Russ are sitting next to each other? Then I'm feeling really good about things. Oh, yeah. Um, it's always funny to see the human element of these guys, too, right, when they're at the games, right? We just saw the New York Knicks and what felt like a huge Aaron Rodgers fiasco because what isn't when it comes to Aaron Rodgers? Um, <laughs> our guy Keith Brugman coming in. What's up, Keith? How are you, brother? With rookie minicamp just around the corner, what's the expectation from the three-day event. Well, I will tell you right now, Keith, I've been screaming it on these airwaves ever since Sean Payton's been hired. I don't hear a lot out of that building, and that's that's there's a reason for that. But one of the things that I'm hearing over and over from multiple people is that Sean Payton loves the element of surprise. It's already going to be a really big adjustment for a rookie to come in from the college system and try to translate his game over to the NFL surprises man sean payton has been known to call 2 a.m meetings sean payton has been known to call players and quiz them over the playbook sean payton has been known to do things on the fly i think he's going to come in extremely calculated with his staff i don't think he wants to overwhelm players but i think he's going to test them immediately uh he he brought players here him and george payton that can thrive in pressure and how are you going to thrive in an nfl game in an nfl locker room or exist in the league altogether if you can't survive rookie minicamp, I think even though it's three days, it's going to be a lot of learning. It's going to be a lot of activity and it's going to be stressful. Maybe not as much on the physical side, but definitely mentally. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be something different. And Inky, thank you so much for the Facebook stars. Really appreciate the support. Uh, thank you. Sorry, brother. I wasn't. Uh, yeah, wrong stream, but I, I found him. So it's good. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be, a, you know, a different environment. Like I've been saying, it's going to be a different environment, but you're right. I mean, this is going to be something new that the team isn't used to, right? I know it's working mini camp, so not everybody's going to be there. They invited some, some uh, XFL uh, veterans back Try and they're going to be at the, yeah, be at the mini camp, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to, to see how it goes. Right. I wish I could be there, which I, I'm not going to be, but it would be nice to be there and watch and see how different that camp is from what we've seen in the past. But I think it's going to be a, a rigorous, rigorous camp. I, I, I mean, I, you're right. I think it's going to be maybe more mental than physical, but it's still going to be rigorous. Going to be rigorous, just like our guy Jack coming in here saying, look, man, at the end of the day, we can give all the criticism of Russell Wilson that we want, but benefit of the doubt, last year's coaching staff sucked. So if Wilson <laughs> puts up wins his first year in Denver, won't even count. Only time will tell. Put up or shut up. Been a fan since 94. Shout out, Jack. Appreciate the yep. support, brother. And wanted to say hi to Jasmine. And Benjamin Flores is in there saying, go, sons. Benjamin, just <laughs> lost <laughs> lost soul, brother. Lost soul. Really good game from the Suns. No, man. I mean, benefit of the doubt is important. It's also important to have accountability. Man, what a strange creature the human being is, yeah. right? Uh, the football player. When you meld those two together, a human being and a football player, that's what makes this game so damn complex. It's not the yeah. X's. It's not the O's. It's how do we respond? How do we get all these guys on a 53-man roster on game day to unite for a common goal? I mean, that 
truly is the trick. And stepping back and looking at Russell Wilson, who's looking lean, he's looking mean, he's keeping his mouth shut. Um, it can't help but make you feel good. I don't know any other people taking shots at Russell Wilson right now, other than the same crowd that's talking yep. about high knees uh, yep. from the, from the Jacksonville Jaguars yep. game last <laughs> October, November. I mean, give me a break, yep. Kyle Brandt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're right. I mean, I've been saying it for a long time it's when people are talking about, you know, hiring a new coach and they're all talking about these uh, offensive minds and blah, blah, blah. It really starts with the head coach. And you said it to be able to have your strategy bring all of the coaches and all of the players together to execute that strategy on the field is what makes a great coach. It's not how good you are at going in and penciling up plays and things like that. And that's why I give Dan Reeves, I'm going to go old school, so much credit for being a great coach. I know he misused Elway a little bit. He's kind of old in his philosophy, but he was still able to take that team who was not as wildly talented as a lot of the others to three Super Bowls. And he turned the, you know, that's why I, get, I give him credit because he was able to do that. He had a strategy. He brought everybody together in order to execute that strategy on the field. And he got him three Super Bowls. So that's what I'm looking for for Sean Payton. He's a good coach. He's able to do that. He has his own style. It's different than Reeves, different than Shanahan. I was whatever. just going to say, Tom, I'm getting ready to just scream at you through this microphone. If we're comparing Sean Payton. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I hear what you're saying, man. It's, it's, you're right. I mean, God rest his soul. Coach doesn't get enough credit for what he coach Reeves for the bringing the Broncos kind of out of the basement, really, you yeah, know, and you're into the light. Um, man, that's very special. And again, God rest his soul. You don't really appreciate someone until they're gone. And I know that's especially the case for me with coach Reeves. And uh, no, I respect, man. I appreciate that you say that. And it's important, the human element again. I mean, uh, right. We even right now, I'm, I'm saying, how dare you compare Sean Payton to Coach Reeves, man? Coach Reeves <laughs> had a hell of a run in the NFL oh, yeah. in professional football, high school, college. I mean, that man's resume is yeah, so much more Super distinguished. Bowls. Nine Nine times. Nine I feel like I'm total. in Ferris Bueller day nine, off yeah. right now. Nine times. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason O'Neill, assistant. It's yeah. I mean, he has a hell of a resume. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting from Sean Payton, right? Not not the same style, but the ability to bring everybody together. Because look, everybody's talented right. in the NFL. If you have, if you make it the NFL, you're a talented player. Uh, There's some teams that have a little bit more talent than others, but you're already the top one percent of your field if you just get on the field, right? It's everybody's talent. It's being able to bring that talent together in a way that works for everybody that's playing this game, right? And that's what Sean Payton can do. And that's why that his later round picks have become successes. I've talked about it, why their draft picks are so good. It's not necessarily that they're so much better at finding the players in the draft. I mean, that helps. But being able to put them in the right position Utilization. to succeed makes them better on the field. And that's why they look like they're a better draft pick because they've been put in the position to succeed. And that's what Sean Payton can do. And that's what I'm looking for. And that's what all of this stuff that we're talking about. And that's what Pat Sertan was talking about today on the good or yesterday on whatever it was. I can't remember now yeah, yesterday, yesterday mm -hmm. on good morning football. He was talking about that. That's exactly what he's talking about. Something different. They're changing the culture. He can feel the difference already. And that is why I'm excited about the team this year. And I'm waiting until they put it on the field and win. I, obviously, I've been saying that. They got to bring some wins before I'm buying a Buckham shirt or saying, let's ride. But they, uh, you know, that, <laughs> it does make me excited because he, you know, there's a different, oh, so just a different field.
<laughs> You're savage, Tom. I absolutely love it. Jason O'Neill coming in here. How gutsy will Sean be when calling plays with a new team and partially new staff? Will Sean Payton stay true to his play calling prowess? Jason, that's a phenomenal question, man. Uh, so many coaches in their first year with the with their teams kind of play it safe, right? They they try to just exist. They try to just survive. They try to tread water. Sean Payton is none of those things. Sean Payton has something that's called financial security with the Denver Broncos. And what I mean by that is that he's getting paid $18 million a year for five years. Sean Payton is going to be extremely gutsy. Sean Payton's going to be the same guy that's calling these magical trick plays week two, week three. Um, it's only crazy if it works, right? I, I think that's kind of how Sean Payton lives his life. Uh, I don't think he's reckless. But I think he can subscribe to some of the no risk it, no biscuit philosophy. I mean, look, we talk about Sean Payton all the time. What coaching tree does Sean Payton come from, Tom? Bill Parcells. The big tuna. The yep. big tuna was known to shake it up a time or two. Uh, and that's the reason Broncos country is so excited. Jason, I think it's a great question. It's a question that I think I know the answer to. I think he's going to be himself. But. We have to keep in mind, right? We just talked about the human element. How does Sean Payton evolve? Sean Payton can't be the same coach that won a Super Bowl for the Saints 100 years ago in right. 2023. The league has changed. If you're that coach, it passes you by and you end up being recycled into the college or the high school ranks for the rest of your days. Nothing wrong with that. Respect to all coaches. But it's just kind of how the NFL is, is set up. So, Jason, I definitely wanted to get to your question, man. I think Sean is going to be very, very splashy. Austin, I want Tom to answer this question, yeah. and I appreciate your patience. Would you be shocked if Troutman wins the tight end job? I wouldn't be shocked, per se, but it would be a bit <laughs> of a surprise. I, I like Greg Dulcich, right? I think I think he's got a world of talent. He saw You saw it a little bit as a rookie, right? After Even after he came in after being injured and not having time to really develop as a rookie. So I would be a little bit shocked if you want it. Now, I think they're going to run more two tight end sets than, than we may expect. Uh, so I, and, and Troutman has an advantage because he's already been in the system. He already knows he's, you know, he's been playing for three years, but I, you know, if you really want, if you really want some dynamic play out of your tight end, you can't, move Greg Dulcich unless unless he just is like has a bad sophomore slump and he's just not what we think you know we're going to project him to be you can't really take him off the field much so it would be a bit of a shock to me if he did but the chemistry and the you know the knowledge and uh, you know already have been in that offense does give him a bit of an advantage so you know I'm not going to be completely surprised if it does happen but I think they're both going to play plenty yeah, he's going to get some reps at the F position. Don't know that he's a traditional Y. It's going to be interesting to see Sean Payton's offense, right? And how does he evolve with the players that he has and the players he continues to acquire? This is a hand-picked selection. I mean, right? In the draft, we all talk about picks. This guy was picked, even though he was traded for by the Saints over to the Broncos. Uh, how much does Greg Dulcich want to block? How much can Greg Dulcich block? I Look, I don't think Greg Dulcich is like Albert O, where he kind of has resistance to blocking. He tries hard when he when he's out there ready to block. He It's just he needs some coaching. He needs more reps. So I don't think you're going to have one of those tight ends there. It's like a Julius Thomas situation with Greg Dulcich where it's, nah, I'm a receiving tight end. I don't, I don't need that. That doesn't last. 
for tight ends with Sean Payton. See Jimmy Graham going to Seattle to play with Russell Wilson. I mean, that was one of those things. Jimmy Graham wanted to get paid like a wide receiver. Sean said, okay, see you later. And, you know, pulled the dumb and dumber move and put shipped him off to Seattle. So well, you've got to have tight ends that are willing to block. Sean Payton's already talking about that when talking about Adam Troutman. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see training camp right around the corner. Tom and I will both be out there where we will re- be reporting on the tight ends. Phil McLaughlin, thank you, Phil. Sean Payton is definitely crazy. Uh, he plays Elway Scratch, hoping Russ has a term, right? year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, Phil, uh, hitting the T's, right? I mean, well, that's, let's, uh, let's just look at it this way. If you're a head coach like Sean Payton, you have the confidence that you, whatever, what you're drawing up is going to work. He's not going to be, it's not like Gary Kubiak when he knew the offense wasn't great, suffering Peyton Manning. He was relying on his defense. That was one of the best defenses that ever came down the pike. He was being a little more conservative. The best. The best. I'll fight you right now. The Bears and anybody in Chicago. I mean, respect. I hear you. But like for the crying out loud. We saw things that were never done. Based on what their offense could do. Yeah, you've got to rank him pretty high because they had no support. But I don't I think he's gonna be confident. I, I think you're right. He's he's gonna go out there, do what he thinks is the right thing to do at the time. He's not going to play conservative and hopefully the defense can hold up there into the bargain. I like, I keep saying I'm a little bit, I've got a little bit of nervousness with Vance Joseph. You know, maybe it's because, you know, we watched him as a head coach and he looked like he was out of his league, but you know, he's just not the, he's not a great defensive coordinator. He's not like, you know, like Wade Phillips did that in 2015 or, you know, things like that. So it's a little bit, but you're, you're not going to see if the offense can score points, you're not going to see the defense in the same light. They're going to look on paper. They're not going to look as good because other offenses are going to have to play, you know, crazy too, to try and keep up. Right. If they can score points, the other offense is going to do it that last year, they knew they didn't have to, so they could just play conservative. They could, you know, play, you know, play to win the game and, and, you know, at the end and, and whatnot. So, it's going to be different, but they do need to hold up there into the bargain. But I don't, I don't have any, I don't see conservativeness from Peyton. I do, I do think he's going to run a little more than people expect, run the ball a little more. And that oh, might yeah. be a little boring to people. I love it. <laughs> I, you know what's not boring to people? Snapping streaks against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. How do you beat the Chiefs? You beat them on the clock. That yep. is the only way to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to have to endure. It's like yeah. the old Rocky movie, Rocky 108, where he goes <laughs> to Russia and fights, you know, Drago. It's one of those where you're not going to get in there and just knock him out. You're going right. to have to go haymaker for haymaker. You're going to have to endure just as you put some punishment out. Um, that is the nature of, of some of these beasts. And, you know, the Chargers, man, the Chargers just getting better and better. Over there in L.A. in Cronky Land, and yeah. you know the Raiders. The Raiders are the Raiders, but they've definitely had the Broncos numbers over the past few years as well. Yeah, Sean Payton. Say what you want about him, the man is prepared always. He's going to make mistakes this year. Um, he's going to have bad calls. Hell, he may even have a bad call that loses him a game. Do not be surprised if you see that happen. It happens in the league every year. Bill Belichick has some of those 
we're human. We all do right. it, right? Yep. Um, Russell Wilson throwing an interception to Malcolm Butler, you know, it's yep. things happen, it happens. blank happens, you know, the old saying. But uh, Sean Payton is prepared and he learns from his mistakes. That is what his resume and history suggests anywhere he goes. So the ability to adapt and overcome should not be overlooked with Sean Payton either. Um, I think the fact that he hired Vance Joseph is giving me that enthusiasm and inspiration to believe in VJ a little bit. I hope VJ is a little more personable and doesn't get beat up too much at the podium. And I'm looking forward to Coach Vance Joseph and some of the Vance Joseph-isms, if you will, to come back <laughs> out of UCL Training Center. But uh, I think you're going to see a group that's just starting to get together, that's just starting to mold. And we're getting the question right now, when will Sean Payton take the Broncos to the playoffs? I said, don't be surprised if it takes a couple of seasons, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you're not going to get it all right on your first go. As the head coach, as an OC, as a DC, hell, even with your roster, there are guys right now that aren't on the Broncos roster that will start football games next fall. I'm telling you, it happens every year, and we never see it coming. For some reason, people think just because the draft is over, because free agency is over, Tom, that this thing called the trade deadline doesn't exist anymore yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, trades are still happening in the league right now. They happened last weekend in the draft. Phone calls are still being made. I mean, this might be considered the dead time, but don't rule out Sean Payton trading for more players. Yeah, you're probably right, and especially if you know if some of these young guys that they're kind of counting on, and I've been talking about, like just, for example, the defensive line. They're counting on two young second-year players stepping up and being a part of that rotation. And if they aren't, then Sean Payton's going to go out and get somebody that can, a vet, who can come in. I'm surprised he hasn't already. Who are you talking about? Wuzurike and... Wuzurike uh, and uh, Henningsen. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, by the way. I think it was a Wuzurike's birthday either today yeah. or yesterday. So shout yesterday, out. I, I think, finally. Yeah. Yeah, I could finally say the guy's name. So that's why yeah, I just wanted to interrupt is, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're counting on him, right? So, yep. you know, and if they don't make that leap that they're expecting to be made, because they didn't dra- they didn't go out and get a vet. They lost two starters. They got Zach they, Allen. They got yeah. Zach Allen. But they lost Deshaun Williams, who was the starter. They're going to move Purcell Dog. into that spot, but Ugh. they still don't have that kind of backup rotational experienced guy. And if you see him start to stumble in like positions like that mm. out of the gate, you're going to go, they're yeah. going to go get somebody, whether it means they're going to get someone off the street. Who's didn't get signed and still waiting around or make a trade. Cause I mean, in my mind, I, I still think it's kind of, you've got to get to the playoffs this year kind of mentality. I don't know if they can do it. I know it's going to take some time, but you don't have a lot of time with Russell Wilson. And so I think it's, you got to start seeing these wins start to stack up sooner rather than later. And so you're right. At the deadline, if they're not happy, if they think they can make a, a run, they'll go get somebody. I've been on the record when Sean Payton got hired saying, I, I think they are going to split with the Chiefs, split with the Chargers, and sweep the Raiders. Yep. I think in my mind, that is a good year in the AFC West for the Denver Broncos. Good enough? Absolutely not. No way. Um, Mr. B would be rolling over in his grave right now if he heard me say that. But football teams championship teams are not built overnight football players know this head coaches know this athletic trainers know this so when pat sertan is on good morning football telling kyle brant quote we're working out like a championship team uh man that's that's music to my ears that's the first step right i mean like 
obviously the first step is admitting you have a problem and they got rid of that problem <laughs> with their coaching staff, right? Uh, they found their new guy. Okay, let's move yep. forward. The on-field work is so close to happening right now, right? Yep. With rookie minicamp. That's that's pretty much the next step. I'm excited to see how it all comes to together. Um, yep. It's hard to guess what's going on over there. There's not a lot going on in terms of leaks, which is very good, especially if you're a new head coach and you're working with GM George Payton for the first time. Again, we're one week away from – or one week removed, rather, from the NFL draft. Free agency is over, so it's kind of that dead period. Right. Championship teams are built in the dead period, Tom. Champions are built when nobody is watching. Right. We've all heard the stories. Kobe Bryant out there shooting free throws during the Olympics while LeBron and Melo are out having dinner. I mean, right. these are the kinds of things that aren't just cliche. This happens. This is how you get success. I mean, I'm I'm excited. It gives me goosebumps just talking about it, bro. Yep. Well, and I was excited last year. <laughs> I thought they were uh contenders. But obviously I was wrong this year. I'm not, I'm trying to contain my excitement, but I am excited. <laughs> Me so, too, man. You know I don't I mean? want, like, I don't want to be say they're going to win it all, but Super Bowl aspirations, yeah. but I am excited about this season. Yeah. It be means- excited. Don't be a closet Broncos fan though. I mean, go out there and stake your claim guys. The streak is going to stop this year. I'm telling you, yeah. uh, Sean Payton was brought here to end the Kansas city chiefs. Yeah. I'll say it again. Sean Payton was brought here to end the Kansas City Chiefs. Point blank. That's the king of the hill. That's the giant. You don't beat them. You're going nowhere fast. And if Sean Payton can't beat them, Sean Payton's not the guy, and he will be without a job over the next few years. Yeah, and you're right. If, if, If he can do what you just laid out, sweep the Raiders and split with the other two teams, that right there puts them in the run for the playoffs. It's good. You know, they... Not only a run for the playoffs, but they'll be, uh, you know, having a run at the at the title at the AFC West title again. That that's the way Ooh. it is. I mean, if if they do that, if they split with the Chiefs and the Chargers and sweep the the Raiders, they're going to be in contention for the title because that's the start. That's why they haven't been for so long. They've been getting their butts whipped in their own division. So you you getting swept by the Raiders, getting swept by the Chiefs, you're already way behind. So you know it's. Uh, it's one of those things where if they can pull that off, then they're in the mix. They're in the mix. You know what I'm going to win in, on the road a couple times. Yeah. Win at home, you know, right. Yeah. You're saying it right now. And I'm thinking rivalries are about to be renewed with Sean Payton. Sean Payton's already come out and said, I don't like the chiefs. I want them to yeah. lose the super bowl. We don't root for anybody in our division. You think Sean Payton likes Josh McDaniels and the Las Vegas Raiders? Nope. No, <laughs> no. You think he's going to try to fire this team up a little bit? Yes. Hell yes. Sean Payton is, he is a man's man. He is a football guy through and through. And I think he just drafted some really good football guys. Five of them. Yep. They brought in a host of undrafted free agents. We've got a lot of excitement here in Broncos country. And yep. uh, man, what a show. Tonight was yes. fast. It was furious. We had awesome, awesome support. Um, the chat was huge tonight. I mean, it's so cool to see so many different people talking about our draft picks, reacting to what Pat Sertan talked about on Good Morning Football. We're still talking Russ Wilson, expectations for him. I mean, it's a new day in Broncos yeah. country. I feel like that's a cliche. I feel like, you know, it's cheesy, but it's true. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It is a new day. It's not the same old stuff that we've been hoping for, right? We're just, it, I just, even, I just want club dub. 
right? Club Dub. Yeah. That's something that Sean Payton <laughs> talked about when he was here. Uh, the New Orleans Saints put in a huge uh, sound system to travel with so other teams could know that the Saints yeah, were right. partying when they uh, beat the home team on the road. Jasmine coming in with some generous, generous super chat love at the very last second of the show. 999. Thank you, Jasmine. I'm getting so excited about the season. If we win more than five games, that's improvement in my eyes. Sorry for being late, but can y'all summarize what Sertan said in Good Morning Football? Of course, Jasmine, and never apologize, guys. You guys can get this podcast whenever and wherever it's most convenient for you. Um, we just appreciate the support. So, Pastor Tan, real quick, went on Good Morning Football yesterday and was asked a little bit about Sean Payton. Uh, what sort of things is Sean Payton bringing to the building? And right away, Pastor Tan said expectations. And he said, quote, we're working out like a championship team. We're working out hard day in and day out. Collectively, you can see our progress. Now, Kyle Brandt immediately challenged PS2 saying culture changes, stuff like this. Give me an example. You can't just say that stuff on the show. Give me an example. Pastor Tan says, quote, we had our team meeting as soon as we started. He he was just so locked in and dialed in talking about what he sees going forward. No social media, no media involved. And as of now, we're just locked in and laser focused. So PS2 pretty much echoing what his leader has told him to do. We obviously subscribe to the fact Sean Payton approved this invitation from the league to have uh, Pat Sertan out there at Good Morning Football. What better representation for your franchise than Pat Sertan, right? So yeah. Broncos country finally heard, finally heard from a player, um, and it was Pat Sertan giving all sorts of love to his new head coach yesterday, something Broncos country should be thrilled with. Yeah, thank you, Jasmine, for coming in. appreciate the support for sure. And, yeah, it's it's just, you know, like we've been saying, they're they're echoing what their leader is 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 saying, and that gives me hope. Right, that's the mm. right. It's the right words. It's it's not hollow. It's it's a feeling in that locker room. Right, it's a feeling I'm in gonna, that locker room that that they all feel it. Right. So I gotta start calling you Hawkeye. I gotta start calling you Hawkeye. Right, like Hawkeye whole, for what, what don't reason? Give, don't don't give me hope. Oh, right? <laughs> in, in, in Endgame or Infinity War, yeah. like Infinity War, that's you right now, right? Because you're like, man, yeah. I want to be excited, but don't give me hope. Uh, Hawkeye <laughs> Thomas true. Hall. If you, if you want to reach out to Thomas Hall on Twitter, please do so. That's at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Kenny Abeda coming in real quick too. Be sure to grab this on our way out. Five dollar super. Thank you, Kenny. You've been great tonight, brother. Thanks for the great content, guys. Great show. You guys have me super pumped for the season. Kenny, you've got us super pumped for the season. Right. We've got so much excitement stuff working up. Thomas and I are always chatting, giggling like two schoolgirls on a text <laughs> line. Uh, all kinds of fun, exciting ideas that we have for this show. So, guys, this is going to wrap up the show. Be sure to head on over and give us some support and reviews wherever you get your podcast. Alicia T., Man, you guys are so generous with your time and Thank your you. support. Love you guys. First time in a live chat. Your community is so awesome. More importantly, they're smart. I learned so much here. It's not our community. It's our community. It's the That's MHH right. Super Chat Superstars, the MHH community. Alicia, we're so grateful to have you with us. Uh, you just got jumped in, right? Jumped yeah. into the gang here right. in Broncos country. <laughs> and Alicia, we love you. Guys, you guys are have absolutely killed it i gotta get out of here before i get in trouble but be sure again to hit on over to twitter at mile high huddle on the mothership milehighhuddle.com tom's got an article up yours truly has an article up i constantly have more articles posting the fellas chad and zach will be back at it uh tomorrow thomas will be off next week so yours truly will be hosting with ron on wednesday right, right. our very own ron white i can't wait to make that guy laugh 
Uh, he's got like the best smile I've ever seen in my life. So Broncos, yeah, yeah, how's for that sure. for a tease? For sure. uh, <laughs> guys, th- this is Luke for Tom saying Broncos country. This is the way. This is the way. You're listening to Mile High Insiders. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.